0: Europa League round of
1: 16. It's our Kegolazo preview. We got Jimmy Conrad in the house for all your betting tips and all your analysis, including, of course, Manchester United against AC Milan, Olympiacos against Arsenal, and so much more. Lasso, Europa League begins right now. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Que our Europa League round of 16 preview. Jimmy Conrad, what's up, man?
2: What's up? I'm excited for this. A lot of great matchups in this competition.
1: So many good games. And you know what? It's good that it's a little bit less games as well, so we can really focus a little more, don't you think?
2: Well, it's still eight games, so there's still... Quite a lot. And they all play at the same time, which gets uh, a little crazy, but it also has that March Madness feel, right? Because there's so much action going on and you're watching one game then something else happens and you just keep turning your head and it's great. I mean, there's so many great storylines too.
1: Jimmy, speaking of March Madness, you see how we did that, everybody? That wow. Was, what a segue. <laughs> that was so smooth. Hey, by the way, March Madness. I love this time of the year. Don't you, Jimmy? It's amazing, right? I love it. I love it. You can create by the way, a pool to compete against friends or family uh, and fill out your bracket for the chance to win a Nissan Rogue, a Nissan Rogue, baby, and a trip to the 2022 final four. You can play on the CBS sports app or at CBSports.com forward slash brackets. And later on, by the way, I think our producer Lisa was telling us that we'll be making a Gago Lasso bracket. So oh, if you're a fan God. of the show, you know, you can incorporate all your love for the game, but also March. Ma- I mean, who doesn't love some madness in March, right?
2: That's a really nice way of saying it. we're going to crush you, everybody. We are so good at brackets. Clearly, we nail all of our predictions day in and day out. I'm excited for this. K. K- Brackito, that's going to be the name of our squad.
1: Well, I was going to say, do you have a name for it? And I like it. K. Brackito. <laughs> bra- <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, everybody, make sure that you go to cbssports.com forward slash brackets because March Madness, uh, is upon us a selection Sunday, of course, is nearing. All right, everybody. Let's get on with the show, baby. Europa League preview round of 16 and we begin, Jimmy. We have to. I know there's some parlay uh, love coming up, but we have to begin with Manchester United against AC Milan.
2: Okay, we can start there. That's probably the tastiest of the matchups. And I think that both of these clubs will feel pretty disappointed that they drew each other, right? Because there's there seems like Molda out there and Granada and young boys and Dina, I mean, there's just teams out there. You're like, Oh, why couldn't I have one of those? But okay, fine. Well, we'll take on each other. This is the first time they played against each other in Europe, despite being as big as they are since 2010 in the champions league. So this has been a while since these two clubs have faced off. Now I want to say that to your point, Luis, we are going to do a parlay. We had a great parlay action yesterday. So many people chimed in on Twitter. Make sure you hit us up again. Let us know who you're going to bet because I feel like the Europa League just lends itself. So many games, just awesome action for some parlays. I think of these eight games, Luis, we should really try to maybe identify four results only and see if we can hit it again. Are you right. cool with that?
1: Let's so, so do we'll, it, baby. I'll we'll, we'll um, put down
2: ten dollars. You put five. Okay. I'll put five, and we'll see what happens. Okay. So Thank let's go Man United AC Milan. So I'm gonna get your thoughts, and then we can decide on where we think this is gonna go. Lots of injuries for both sides. So I have to look down to read because there's so many people on United side. Pogba's out. Marcus Rashford's gonna be out. De Gea's still out, even though Dean Henderson has been fantastic between the sticks. Uh, potentially, Edson Cavani and Luke Shaw gonna be out as well. And then for for AC Milan, they got Zlatan's gonna be out. Unfortunately, Theo Hernandez, Ante Rebic, uh, Chohanalu, oh, uh, Benasere, wow. Mandzukic, like. It Is anybody playing, Jimmy? I don't know. I feel like all their, just their under-19s are going to play at this point. Also, also, United have only given up two goals in their last eight games. They've been very stout defensively, and those two goals were scored by West Brom and Newcastle. What? They sh- they, they they shut out Man City and Chelsea and Real Sociedad over two legs but gave up goals to West Brom and Newcastle who are trash, okay? I'm just going to say it. I don't want to get into Newcastle talk. So, so I just feel like – and West Ham in the FA Cup too. They got a clean sheet there. The fact that they're coming off of this massive win in the Manchester Derby, the fact that, that AC Milan don't really have anybody up top. I mean, they got Rafael Liao, which you guys know I'm a big fan of. He's still a young player though. This is a big competition against a team that knows what they're doing defensively, really have found their identity. I think on that side of the ball, Brahim Diaz, they're, they're, they're from Real Madrid. He's been good as well. He can be active. We, we, we know that Milan might do something. And even though this game's at old Trafford, which gives me some pause, I still feel like United's going to have just enough to sneak by here and, and not go back to Milan for the second leg, having to really fight for something, you know, having to, have to, having to win, right? If they can just go down and just need to get a draw in Milan, that would really help them out. So I feel like United's going to push for this. Uh, what do you think? I, I like United to win this close, like 1-0. But... But I wanted to know your thoughts.
1: Well, I mean, listen, this is going to be a very difficult one because of all the injuries you just talked about. It's very difficult to try and figure out because obviously when both are healthy, I think it's a little bit easier to try and figure out, uh, especially, and I think I'm going to go, this, by the way, is going to be their 11th meeting, but every other game, the the other 10 were in the Champions League. This is the first one in the Europa League. So that's interesting. But I think that... I think you have to just basically balance this and base this on overall quality of depth of squad. And when you do that, when you take away the injuries, when you take away who's available, the fact that it's at Old Trafford, I have to agree with you. I have to go with a Manchester United win. I think United still have a little bit too much for AC Milan, who, uh, by the way, uh, have not looked as good as they did in previous months. And uh, your point about United's Big win against City, I think, is a major factor. I'm going with a very slight victory over uh, Milan. But the problem is, is like, I just don't know what this lineup's going to be I, and I, how I, they're going to react.
2: I know. I feel like we're back on the Ole Gunner, had a tremendous result against Man City, one that nobody thought he was going to win, and now he's going to lose the game. Boy, they should win, right? It's like it's so frustrating. I mean, they still have it. To your point, Martial will probably start. Bruno Fernandez will be underneath. You got Greenwood and Daniel James who've been solid. You got Fred McTominay to play the double pivot. Alex Tellez will come in for Luke Shaw. You got Maguire uh, Baye. It looks like he's going to start. Wamba Henderson. Still goal. a very good squad. It's so. It's still very good. And then when I look at at Milan, you got Donnarumma in goal, right? Very experienced. Uh, uh, Tamori, who's the Chelsea Chelsea player that came over to Milan, he's going to start next to Romanoli, who's picked up his game a little bit. Uh, Diogo Dalot, is that how you say it? He's a Man United player who's Love, on loan. Yep. He's allowed to play against his parent club, so he should play. kessier has been very good. You know, he scores a lot of big penalties for Milan, and, and they got Liao, Krunic, Salamakers. I mean, they got a lot of players as well. sandra Tonali might come back into the team as well. So, you could make an argument. Milan, but they haven't been good since the beginning of the year. They've won as many as they've lost. They've got four wins, four losses, and three draws. I think they're getting very close to basically handing over the the scudetto to Inter Milan. I mean, they're just I just think there's a lot going on. I think these injuries might be too much for them to overcome. They just need to survive this leg, right? If I'm Stefano Pioli, the manager of Milan, I'm just like, just survive this one. Keep it close. So it gives us a chance in leg two. And I feel like that's how they're going to attack it. If they can maybe. You know, get one on the counter attack or whatever it may be, or a set piece. They're like going to take it, but I just feel like Man United will be sensing that, and they're going to have to press a little bit to try to make some action. I just don't think they're going to. I don't think this one's going to be boring. Well, I don't know. It's Man United. You never know. They have every straight <laughs> draw. It's possible, but but I kind of like a short one. If you guys, if you want to stay away from this, Luis, and if everybody listening thinks we should stay away from it, we'll stay away from it. But but I I uh, I feel like United have the slight edge here.
1: Yeah, I'm pretty confident in a United win. I don't think it's going to be a golfist. Not like the last time they met in uh, 2010 when United beat them 4-0, which excluding Super Cups, that's their biggest loss in European competition. But I just think... The, the depth of the squad, you mentioned that squad, even without all those injuries for United, they're still good enough to get a win. But I do make a good point. Sorry, you make a good point. And I do. I like agree.
2: when you commit your own <laughs> points. Keep that up.
1: I do agree with the point that you made about the fact that this is two legs. So this is going to be strategy based for Pioli. He's going to be like, keep it tight. If we lose, we lose, but make sure that it's not more by more than a one goal margin or something yeah. like that. It's about yeah. keeping it tight because it's a two-legged encounter. So yeah, you don't have to completely go crazy for this game, but I think, uh, you know, a United win one, nothing. What do you have for that? I think, well, yeah, well I would say part eight, so we're going to add, United.
2: I'm going to put it starting our bet slip right now on William Hill. I'm going to click on man United to win. That'll start our bet slip. Okay. Where are we going uh, next?
1: Let's go. Let's stay, uh, with the premier league. Let's go Olympiacos, uh, against Arsenal.
2: Okay, so to catch everybody up, the Greek side beats PSV 5-4 on aggregate in the last round, the round of 32, this is the round of 16. I didn't see that coming. I'll be honest. I'll raise my hand and say I didn't think Olympiacos had it in their bag. I thought PSV, uh, Danielle Mollen up top leading the lines for PSV. I just thought they were going to do it, and they didn't. And fair play to Olympiacos for coming coming to the gunfight with some bullets, man. They they scored a lot of goals, and I thought that PSV would be a little bit more stout defensively. Um this is a matchup from last year. If you guys remember, Arsenal took on Olympiacos. Arsenal won the first leg in Greece. It was 1-0. Alexander Lacazette scored. They ended up going back to London for leg two, as they do, right? If you play, you guys know the deal. And, and Olympiacos scored early. That went that made it 1-1 after 90 minutes. Aubameyang scored in the 113th minute. And then Yusuf El-Arabi scored in the 119th minute to steal it, one minute before penalties, That is so heartbreaking for Arsenal. They're definitely going to want some revenge, la revancha, get some redemption. And I really like Arsenal's character in coming back against Benfica in the last round. They won 4-3 on aggregate. Benfica had it. And then uh, Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang scored late. So there is something about this Arsenal team that I really like. My only issue is that Olympiacos are very, very good at home this season. Arsenal have won only once in their last five, and they've conceded a goal in eight straight games in all competitions. So that defense that I think we were talking about, Mikel Arteta really figuring out, have started to show some vulnerability. And this Olympiacos team has to think, okay, last year was a bit of an anomaly. Going to London to get a result was tough. We need to win this home game. Very similar to United, right? We need to take our advantages at home. Even though there's no fans in the stands, whatever. We still need to take this advantage at home and not give up a goal. I think this one's going to be tight as well. I think we should stay away from this one because Arsenal have pretty much everybody healthy. I think the big loss is Smith Rowe. He, when he's in that line of three with Odegaard and Saka, I really like the youth and exuberance from those three and Aubameyang's definitely enjoy the fruits of their labor, you know, he's on the end of a lot of good stuff there. So this is a tough one, Luis. I, I think we should stay away from it. Cause I don't know which version of each team is going to show up. But I do think that Olympiakos might have the slight edge. I would say a draw. I would probably go with a draw would be my one if we wanted to add it into the parlay, but I can't pick one or the other to win.
1: Yeah, this is very difficult. I think a draw is probably a safe bet. Smith Road, by the way, uh, the the Bruyne from Croydon um, is uh, possibly fit for this one. Hopefully, that, well, and if hopefully. he does, I feel like he actually would be the X factor because he can unbalance a lot of things for Arsenal. But to your point, Olympiakos is Sort of, well, very familiar, this fixture. Arsenal fans know Olympiacos very well, the same other way around. Uh, they're both each other's annoying teams, uh, kind, of, kind of bogey team. They're, they're very, uh, they frustrate each other, especially when they don't have the ball. I, I feel that from the past game that Arsenal played, um, there's a few things that worry me, uh, especially even if they're at home. And let's not forget, everybody, they got the North London Derby coming up this weekend. I wonder how much of an attention is that Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. uh, for some of the players. But the uh, draw against Burnley really showed me a few things that worried me, like to your point about uh, the back line and just kind of allowing Burnley to just do their thing. And we're we're not talking about, you know, uh, you know, top 16. We're not talking about Man City. We're talking about Burnley here. Mm -hmm. So now they have to host Olympiacos who will come for blood, I think. They will try and go for it. Um, But it's not going to be a goal fest. It's going to be tied. I would say a draw. I don't know if we add this one in the parlay.
2: I don't know if we do it either. I I do want to give some context to Olympiacos' home record in all competitions. They've only lost twice at home all season. Yeah. That was to Manchester City and to Porto. Both teams that are doing extremely well right now in the Champions League. Without
1: fans too. That's crazy.
2: Yeah. And, and they've won all those other games except one and that was to eris thessaloniki okay and that was a couple of weeks ago i don't think i said that right but i tried uh that was a 1-1 draw and let me see where they that they lose that one i like i always like checking these things out no they scored one late to, to earn the 1-1 draw no, no no actually they gave up a, la, a, a late goal a penalty on that one so they other than that they want every other game which is wild so they definitely have something at home there's a mentality and and some teams have it and some don't some see their home stadium as a fortress and they're going to do everything possible to make sure there's like a pride that that that's that 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 exists every every team hopes to have that of course but some some teams actually know how to execute on it again this lends my lends it myself to or us to to not put this in the parlay
1: Yeah. You know what's interesting though? Like, you know, uh, and yes, if I made a mistake earlier saying that Arsenal are at home, obviously, uh, Jimmy's right. Olympiacos is at home, but one thing, uh, they're both very familiar with each other. They've met 10 occasions across all European competitions. No encounter Jimmy has ended level. Both Mm -hmm. teams have won five times each. Mm -hmm. So it's even in terms of results, but there's never been a draw. So if that, we, we both think it's a draw, but if it happens, it'll be the first time.
2: Yeah, wow. So we're definitely staying away from this one.
1: Yeah. Okay. So let's move on. Uh, okay. Let's let's stay in North London okay. and uh, Tottenham against uh, Dinamo Zagreb. Uh, they're they're hosting this one. They're at home in this one, I think. Uh, so yes. what, what what do you make? Uh, you know, a good win against Crystal Palace. Uh, Harry Kane was on form, scored a contender of the season for their his goal. Uh, what do you make of this game?
2: So, I think that Spurs have gotten over their blip whatever you want to call that right their their lack of form their i don't know their little dip in form whatever they've won five out of their last six now i think they're starting to round into form which is very good for them on a lot of different fronts i'm looking at that league cup final against man city in particular they've scored at least four goals in four of these last six games that they're knocking yeah and and so they (laughs) so grab's got to be like this this sucks, man. Why, why couldn't we play Spurs, you know, a month and a half ago or whatever? Why the, couldn't
1: I'm, Gareth Bell go golfing? Yeah, exactly.
2: Now. Exactly. Exactly. However, the Croatian side, I just want to, I have some notes here are, are not to be taken too lightly. They have won their last eight games and are unbeaten in eights on the road, failing to win just once in that streak. Okay. So I don't think very similar. I kind of liken them. To Slavia Prague, where Leicester couldn't score against them in two legs, they're not going to be easy to beat. However, where I thought Slavia Prague had an advantage over Leicester is they hosted that first leg. They Mm. could set the tone. They could get that that tough earned result at home and kind of see what makes Leicester tick without necessarily risking too much. Spurs, on the other hand, I feel like have to go for it here. They're at home. They're going to want to get that advantage. They want to concentrate on other competitions. They want to make sure they can maybe end this in the first leg. That said, I don't think Bale will start because as you mentioned, the North London derby against arsenals this weekend, I think he's going to roll out his his Europa league squad. So I suspect that Lucas will start. Vinicius will start. Deli Ali will start uh, Steve Bergwijn, maybe start this one. He really has to balance where he wants to commit certain types of energy. And, and it's really important always for, for both of these North London clubs to try to beat each other. And, and because if you're not going to finish high up on the table, if you're not going to finish in Europe, you just got to make sure you finish above your biggest rival, right? So there's still that element uh, that comes into play here. I think Spurs will have enough. If those Zagreb can score first, I then start to get worried a little bit for Spurs because then will he make subs, Jose Mourinho, or is he just going to be like, let's, let's just keep it tight at halftime, whatever it is. And, and then we'll go try to win it in leg two, But I don't know. It's interesting. This is an interesting one. If Spurs score score for really that first goal for me really will dictate kind of how the rest is going to be played out. I think we should stay away from this one as well, but I, I would lean towards Spurs. I mean, scoring over four goals in four out of their last six games lends itself to them feeling pretty good about themselves at the moment.
1: Yeah. Do you know that Harry Kane's going to feature in this one? Uh, 28 goals and 33 appearances. I mean, I know that the North London derby is important, but some minutes. That, I mean, the good point here for Jose Mourinho is this is a good problem for him now. He's got a, a, a lot of players ticking. So it's OK if he rests a few. And Gareth Bale, to your point, maybe Dele Ali uh, makes more of a central point here. Uh, but what do you make of the Harry, especially both of them, Harry Kane and Hewitt Son?
2: I wouldn't start either one of them. I would go with your regular guys for the first half or your Europa League squad for the first half. See if Vinicius can get one. See if Dele Ali can work some of his magic. And uh, then at halftime, I think you assess where you are. And if you need to bring those guys on at halftime to try to go win it, then while the other team maybe is a little bit more tired, that, that's not a bad idea. Or wait till the 60th minute to try to go steal steal the victory whatever. I think Jose Mourinho is looking ahead to the North London Derby. I think he really wants to smash Arsenal and 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 why wouldn't he? So mm-hmm. so uh, I don't think Harry Kane's gonna start. But that said, I think the last round, I didn't expect Hingman send us Son to start in the first one. He started at the false nine and him and Gareth Bale went off, right? So so it's possible we could see something there. Just somebody active and busy that'll probably break through because I suspect that Dinamo Zagreb's gonna just sit back and try to be hard to break down.
1: I'm more confident a- in son starting than Harry Kane.
2: That's fair. That's yeah. fair. I mean, I, they need, they, he might do that based on the fact that similar to the last round, you need somebody that's a little bit more busy maybe than Vinicius up top mm. that, that can kind of be, you know, make those really darting quick runs and try to unlock the defense in a way that Vinicius just is Vinicius is not going to stretch out the other team, right? He's going to kind of just sit in front of the, in between the center backs and not really stretch it. So it's gonna be harder to find space. So I guess there is an option there for for four or son to potentially start. Because it worked uh, last time in the round of 32, but I don't know. I just think with the North London Derby, something to consider. Again, I don't. I, I wish I knew the lineups now because I think then I would lend, maybe add Spurs into this. I mean, they're pretty heavy favorites on William Hill, but.
1: I mean, they should have enough, right? They, they should, should have enough. They should, they oh, should 100%. Enough. They
2: should have enough. They should have enough. But, uh, but
1: By the way, Lo is back in training after a hamstring injury. Sergio Aurier, he missed a few games. He might be uh, ready for this one. We don't know yet. But to your point, the problem is, is like the North London derby kind of dictates everything here. But Tottenham I, I will, home, I'll a stronger squad.
2: I'll add Tottenham into our bet slip right now. Yeah, as me too. Win.
1: Yeah, okay, let's so we, do it. We have I United, United, why. and
2: Tottenham right now, but we still have two more teams to add. We're gonna pick four out of the eight and see what we can do.
1: And this is why Carlos Vinicius isn't, you know, was picked. Like, you know, these are games for you to show what you can do. It's not and like he doesn't do have it. to go off, but he can just be a service. So yeah, all right. So United definitely in. Staying away for Olympiacos Arsenal. Staying away for that one.
2: Adding Tottenham. Yeah, we'll add them in for now. If we, if we feel right. like it's not as certain, then we'll throw them out.
1: All right. I was gonna go with uh, Slavia Prague against Rangers next. Yeah, do so, it. Yeah, all right, let's do it.
2: So Slavia Prague, as I mentioned, didn't concede a goal against a very good Leicester City team in the last round. Uh, They haven't lost at home in all competitions this season. Just something to take into consideration since this is in Prague. Uh, Rangers just won their first league title in 10 years, and I just get the sense there's going to be an emotional letdown. I'm going, to be, I'm going to keep this one quick. I don't think we really need to get into the weeds. Uh, James Tavernier probably won't play this one. That's also a big loss for them, given everything that he's done. Probably the most valuable player, goals, assists, guys doing it all. I just think there's going to be a – they're human beings, these guys. I just don't know how easy it's going to be to click back on after they've accomplished something that took them so long to accomplish and fought through so much uh, along the way in these last 10 years to get back to the top. There's going to be an emotional letdown. We're seeing Liverpool go through that emotional letdown over a course of a season. I think we're going to see it right now with Rangers in this first game. I think they keep it close. They know how to score goals. But this Slavia Prague team uh, has earned my respect. I thought they were excellent in both legs against Leicester City. I like Slavia Prague to win. I'm just going to say it. No, I know Rangers don't lose very often. They don't give up a lot of goals. But I just like Slavia Prague.
1: Well, if you saw those videos uh, after their win in the previous round uh, in the changing room, uh, I was scared of Slavia Prague. I, I, I'll take I'll take a win there. All right. OK, we're closing in on this pot, So I want to uh, quickly run through the oh, other shoot. games and then you add and then let's completely finalize our parlay and see what everybody thinks.
2: OK, uh, what do you so- want next?
1: So I'm just going to mention the games and then you tell me which one you sure. want. On, all right. So we've talked United Milan. We've talked Tottenham against Dynamo Zagreb. We've talked Olympiakos Arsenal. We've talked Rangers away at Slavia Prague. There's Dynamo Kiev against Villarreal. Okay, can- There's Ajax against Young Boys. There is Roma against Shakhtar Donetsk. That's an interesting one. Granada against Molda.
2: Okay. So I'll start with Dinamo Kiev versus Villarreal, okay? So Kiev beat Club Bruges 2-1 on aggregate in the last round, kind of a tight one. They're unbeaten in 10 and are on a four-game winning streak. Keep that in mind. Villarreal, though, impressively beat, in my opinion, RB Salzburg, 4-1 over two legs. We thought RB Salzburg was going to do it, Luis. Uh, We obviously were pulling for Jesse Marsh and, and Brendan Aronson, the young American international. But especially because the yellow submarine, Villarreal, poor domestic form. Well, that domestic form has continued to be poor. They lost to Atlético Madrid and Valencia. So they're not really doing it. However, I just want to put it out there that Une Emery manages and he is the king of the Europa League, having won three straight Europa League titles with Sevilla in the last decade, what, five, six, seven years ago. So he knows how to win in this competition. And they got the red-hot Gerard Moreno up top. He is third in La Liga in goals, right behind Leo Messi and Luis Suarez. The guy is another level. His partner is Paco Alcacer, who can score goals as well. I kind of like Villarreal here, but Din- Dinamo Kiev at home has to know they got to do something here because it's probably not going to look good for them in Spain. I, I think we should stay away from this one. I, I, Villarreal is the favorite on William Hill. I, I would lean towards the yellow submarine, but because of Unai Emery and his magic in this competition, but I don't know what you think.
1: No, no, I agree. I think stay away from this one, especially okay. because they're okay. away. But am the am effect is the, is the one that warms me up, but not enough. Let us let, okay. focus okay. on the, the other ones. Uh, okay, I'll, going I'll Go either way.
2: I'll go Ajax versus Young Boys. Okay. Uh, so, I honestly didn't believe in Ajax last round against Lille. I thought Lille were on this fantastic run of form, doing great in league on France, and it was going to be great for them. And then Ajax was like, "Listen, we're still Ajax. They won two one." In both legs to, to win 4-2 on aggregate. Very solid in so many different ways. They are currently unbeaten in their last 19 matches in all competitions, 16 of which are wins, Luis. So I feel like they're peaking at just the right time. However, I feel like we need to put some respect on young boys' names, maybe call them young men if I can go there. <laughs> they beat Bayer Leverkusen over two rounds. Bayer Leverkusen were one of my dark horses to win this competition. And they beat him 4-3 at leg one and then went to Germany and won 2-0. I was like, what? How is that? what's going on with Bayer Leverkusen? Also known as Neverkusen, for all those people that don't know their history, they never win anything big. So I've been impressed with them as well. However, I just want to throw this out there, and this is where I might be leaning pretty heavy on Ajax. The, the goalkeeper for young boys who's played pretty much every single game this season, David von Balmus, how about a name? That, that is a special name. He's been good. Uh, he suffered a concussion this weekend. And so their 34-year-old backup who's only played twice all year and no games in the Europa League is probably going to come in. And I'm like, that's the red flag I'm looking for. I'm going Ajax all the way, baby. We're going to put Ajax into our bet slip. Okay?
1: Love it. Love it. Okay? So okay. Ajax to beat uh, young boys to men in that one. Uh, <laughs> so we're adding, okay, United's in.
2: Yes. Partnum's yes. still in. Todd, I'm still in for now. I got a couple more to go over with you. We got Granada Molda. I'm okay. adding
1: Ajax no matter what.
2: Yeah, Ajax is in for sure. That's a lock. I like Slavia Prague as a lock as well. Um, okay. Granada Molda. So these are my two Cinderella teams in the Europa League. I, I And I was so sad when they drew each other. However, the silver line is that one of them will get to the quarterfinals, which will be historic for either club. Now... Granada have major, major injury concerns. Up to nine players are going to be out. They're not even COVID-related injuries. They're just out due to this, I think, the the wear and tear of the season. Molda have no zero or zero injury problems. Granada are also in terrible form with four losses in their last six in all comps. But they did eliminate Napoli on away goals in the last round. And that needs to be respected, Ru- Luis. Um, Molda took down Hoffenheim, though. They were down. Molda was down 3 1 in the first half of the first leg to Hoffenheim. Hoffenheim was cruising. They got it back to 3 3 to end that leg 1 3 3. And they went to Germany and slapped them around 2 0. So fair play to Molda on that. This looks like a great chance because of the injuries to, to Granada and the fact that they're missing some of those injuries to key players. Darwin Marquise, uh could be one in particular who would be out. I think that Molder could probably see there's a result here to be had. I just don't know what that result's going to be. So right. I think Renata can see it too. Like this is a team we should beat. These guys are from Norway. Nobody's ever heard of them. But are one of those teams that kind of are punching above their weight. I want to stay away from this one, but it should be a good one because of these Cinderella stories.
1: All right, let's quickly wrap it up with Roma Shakhtar Donetsk and then we'll make our parlay.
2: Sure. Okay, so Roma, Shakhtar, Donetsk. uh, I feel like, again, very similar to Man United, AC Milan. Really unlucky draw for both clubs. I mean, they could have had so many, quote-unquote, easier teams to play. Roma have won five of their last six at home. Shakhtar have two losses in their last three, which is as many as their previous 22 matches combined. However, Shakhtar have not conceded a goal in regular time in any of their last seven away games, Luis. And with Roma's lengthy injury concerns as well, especially to Edin Dzeko and Jordan Vertu, who are two of their most important players. I can see this one being real tight. So either Roma winning 1-0 or, or a one one 0 draw. I think the under is probably the play here if you just want to look at this one specifically. But I want to stay away from this from a from a parlay perspective.
1: Yeah, former villain, by the way, Jordan Vertut. All right, okay, let's do it, baby. Drum roll now. Let's see. Parlay, partay, okay, Jimmy okay. Conrad. Let's begin. All right, let's, let's put it all together in our virtual uh, little slip.
2: Okay, so I got Slavia Prague beating Rangers. I think that's going to happen. With all due respect to Rangers and all their success, I think there's going to be an emotional letdown. Uh, Ajax beating young boys. I think that their professionalism and their experience and the fact that young boys are without their starting goalkeeper is a big deal. And then Man United beating AC Milan. I just think that their professionalism and and the fact that they have less injury, they have a lot of injuries, but less injuries to key players and more depth than AC Milan. So I like United to win. And then Spurs is our fourth one to do the business over Dinamo to grab. If we put all four of those together for wins, that will pay us. If we pay $10, we'd win 75.
1: woo I am very, very, I don't know. I'm very confident apart from one, but I'm okay with having.
2: I, I, I feel like four teams is a lot, but it's worth, it's worth five bucks to see, you know? So you I'm want not- to know which
1: one I'm not confident about? I think, you know,
2: United Milan.
1: No, I'm confident about United winning that.
2: So Spurs the grab, yeah. Really?
1: It just—I I don't know. It just worries me. It—it it, it all depends on that. I think you said it at the very beginning. It just—it depends on the starting lineup, yeah, yeah, and the strategy. I'm just—I'm a little bit <laughs> like Mourinho. I, I, sometimes Mourinho is Mourinho. Sometimes he worries me about, you know, being hesitant. But I'm okay with it. I'm just not going crazy. I'm not throwing a I'm not throwing a party for this one. Okay. But, I, but I'm okay with it. I'm okay. Well,
2: if, it. if you want to take those out and just go United, Slavia Prague, and Ajax,
1: I'm very put- confident yeah. about that. If well, we
2: put ten dollars on that three-team parlay and all three of those to win, then that would pay us fifty-one dollars. Okay. If you put a hundred, we win five hundred and fourteen. But let's just, let's let's not get ahead of ourselves. We got to hit one of these first. before Yeah, we exactly. Let's well, go okay, so let's do that. You want to do that one three-leg parlay? Let's do that one.
1: Yeah, take I just feel, you want to
2: take that one risk and go with Spurs.
1: I don't know. I feel bad for our listeners if we if we gave them wrong info. But you know what, everybody? We give them
2: wrong info. We're just trying to we're trying to win. We're trying to win money.
1: You're uh, grown adults, everybody. We're going to give you two course. choices, right? But I think ah, oh, screw it. Tottenham in there. Let's put Tottenham. okay. Let's
2: do it. Nah, you know.
1: Let's put Tottenham. In. So it's Manchester it's okay. United, it's Navio Prague. Prague, it's Ajax, Ajax and it's Tottenham. it's Tottenham. Yeah, I like that.
2: Whatever, we're going to go for it. five bucks.
1: We're yeah, in. there you go. So you tell us what you think, everybody. Que Pot on Twitter. Tell us if you did this. and or what you're going to do. Or what you're going to do, exactly. Um, Jimmy Conrad, you were on it today. So much info for Europa League. I love it. Jimmy and myself will come back as well. Recapping uh, the rest of the Champions League. weekend and preview so much. Jimmy Conrad, you the man. Thank you so much, brother. Any yes. final thoughts before we say goodbye?
2: No, I'm excited for the weekend already. Even though we still have to see what happens in the Champions League and the Europa League, and yeah, what a week of games! I love it.
1: It's too much, man. It's too much, but then not enough because we love
2: because <laughs> we love this game.
1: Jimmy Conrad, thank you so much, brother.
2: Thanks, Luis. Appreciate it.
1: Hey, everybody! I want to thank Jimmy Conrad for joining me today. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter, gego Lasso Pod, and please leave us questions, comments, anything you want on Geo Lasso Pod, as well as on Apple Podcasts, we're on Spotify, we're on Stitcher, youtube.com forward slash Have a great, great day and we'll see you next time.
0: Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever or I can conquer it.